Hello, and welcome to the July 29th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on business environment enabling measures in Angola, renewable energy in Angola, Mozambique and Portugal, the Timor-Leste 2023 state budget, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Joana, over to you. We start this week's episode with news that the business environment in Angola has recorded significant improvements since 2018, having become the key factor for attracting new investment and propelling the return of large international companies such as South African company De Beers Exploration Holdings Limited, which will invest over 33 million US dollars in two new diamond mining projects in the provinces of Lunda Sul and Lunda Norte. While this movement is most prevalent in the mining sector, thanks to the efforts undertaken by the government, especially with reforms in the diamond subsector, the new wave of investments also extends to the telecommunications sector, with AfriCell starting operating in the Angolan market in the first quarter of the year. Angola signed the Convention of Accession to the International Center for Settlement of Investment Disputes, a sign of commitment from the Angolan government, which has been working hard to align the country with the highest international standards of business practices. As a member, the Angolan state may participate in the governance of the International Center through representation on the governing board, propose amendments to the convention and rules, and develop know-how in international investment dispute resolution. Members also have access to the expert settlement of international investment disputes under the Convention and the rules of the additional mechanism. Under Simplifica 2.0, a program designed to debureaucratize Angola, the executive has established the single perpetual commercial license, which will allow businesses to carry out their activities under a single license that will not require renewal. Among other innovations, the new regime also determines that industrial licenses, which were previously only valid for five years, will also become lifelong documents. License-exempt activities will be carried out without authorization from the municipal administration, as communicating the beginning of the commercial activity will suffice. Also in Angola, a free trade zone for the integrated development of Barra do Dande was launched in the Bengal province. With the aim to drive industrial competitiveness and regional development, it will imply a set of infrastructure investments of about 600 million US dollars and a private investment of approximately 950 million US dollars. The initial phase of the project expects to create 21,000 direct jobs and could be responsible for between 1.5 and 2% of the GDP in the next 10 years, mainly in the areas of warehousing, food processing, metal working, automobile assembly and parts, solar panels and alternative energies. The free zone will also harbor several services, such as a hospital, a police station, a fire station, an innovation and research center and a professional training center. The Angolan Authority's investment in energy for the upcoming years may reach $7 billion as they are working to electrify the whole country in the next four to five years, using different sources of energy production, preferably environmentally friendly ones. According to the Angolan president, who recently inaugurated the Biopio photovoltaic plant in Bengala, this is already occurring with the dams of Kapanda, Lauca and Kakulukabasa, the latter under construction, as well as the binational power plant projected for the Kunenu province. He stressed that the goal of electrifying the country is not only to reduce energy poverty, but also to create the conditions for the much-desired industrialization of the country. 
in Cape Verde, the concessionaire owned by Vinci Airport and its Portuguese subsidiary ANA will manage seven airports in the African archipelago. The contract covers four international airports, Praia, Sal, São Vicente and Boa Vista, and three domestic airports, São Nicolau, São Felipe and Maio, and is the first concession held in Africa by Vinci Airport. The group and its Portuguese subsidiary ANA, which respectively holds 70% and 30% of the concessionaire, will be responsible for financing operating, maintaining, expanding and modernizing the airports for 40 years. According to Vinci, the financial closing of the project should be completed by mid-2023, after which the new concessionaire will begin operating the infrastructure. Vinci Airport also stated its intention to support Cape Verde's tourism strategy through a tailored project for each airport and wishes to implement an environmental action plan which involves the development of solar and wind energy. Cameroon is to welcome a group of African-American investors from Minnesota Africans United during the second business incubation conference to be held in Cameroon this upcoming December. The group of American investors wishes to take this opportunity to develop business partnerships with Cameroon in various sectors, such as agriculture, agribusiness, transport, wood processing, renewable energy and industry in all its forms. The African Development Bank is investing 30 million US dollars in Guinea-Bissau, with 14 million going towards building road networks between Guinea-Bissau and neighboring Senegal, 8.7 million towards budget support and capacity building, and 7 million in aid of government reforms, which will include the creation of a national school of administration to improve the efficiency of future public administrators. In addition, especially in line with the African Union 2063 agenda, the bank will also aid Guinea-Bissau in targeting an energy transformation by 2030, backed by 700 million under its Sustainable Energy Investment Plan. More UK investments in Mozambique were announced during Mozambique Week in the UK. The three-day event focused on agritech, energy, with a strong focus on clean energy and green economy, and welcomed representatives from the Mozambican government and over 100 companies from both countries. Among other projects, Solar Century Africa and its local partners Reza and Shekunda announced the joint development agreement to develop SunMoz's 30-megawatt solar PV project in Shimwara, Zambezia province, to provide clean, reliable power to EDM. Furthermore, the British High Commission in Maputo announced a pipeline of investment opportunities in Mozambique in the areas of energy, agriculture and the extractive sector worth over 500 million pounds. In Portugal, TAP, Galp and ANA Aeroportos de Portugal have entered into a strategic partnership to develop and produce sustainable aviation fuel on a large scale. The sustainable aviation fuel will be produced from waste, recycled used oils and other organic raw materials. In this initial phase of the agreement, the sustainable aviation fuel used on TAP flights will be supplied by Finnish company Neste, a leader in the production of sustainable aviation fuel, but Galp's goal is to start producing it at the scene's refinery. Developed by Spanish power company Iberdrola, the dams of Daivões and Govães were inaugurated in Portugal, while the last of the three dams projected, the Alto Tamga, will only be completed in two years. Representing an investment of more than 1.5 billion euros, the complex of three dams and several other plants in Alto Tamga can produce more than 1,150 megawatts and store enough energy for the daily consumption of 11 million people. 
The Democratic Republic of the Congo has increased the number of petroleum exploration blocks on offer. Following the May announcement of a licensing round with 16 oil blocks, the government has almost doubled that number, with 27 oil blocks and three gas blocks that could bring in as much as 1 trillion US dollars to the coffers of the DRC. Meanwhile, in Southeast Asia, the president of Timor-Leste and Nobel laureate José Ramzorta met the governor of the Indonesian province of East Nusa Tenggara and discussed a free trade zone at the Indonesia-Timor-Leste border on the island of Timor. The free trade zone would encourage economic development between both countries and particularly benefit residents in the border region. Assisted by Miranda, MCC, Millennium Challenge Corporation, has signed a 484 million cooperation agreement with the Timorese government. The agreement is aimed at the improvement of education as well as sanitation and water supply, two areas deemed fundamental to the country's development. This step showcases Timor-Leste's commitment to invest in its people, recognizing the importance of a skilled and healthier workforce to drive investment and build a more sustainable economy. The Timorese government has set the maximum value of the state general budget for 2023 at 3.15 billion US dollars, with nearly one-third earmarked for veterans. This amount will be channeled to 35 programs defined in the framework of the great options of the plan for 2023, with 275 activities planned in 16 areas, including agriculture, livestock, fisheries and forestry, economy and job creation, tourism and territorial development, and housing. The draft law on the state budget budget for 2023 should be submitted to the national parliament in October. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be suspending our podcast over the next month as we move into the summer holiday season, returning in September with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. If you will be taking some time off over this period, we wish you a well-deserved rest. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Joana Graça Moura from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.